What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. We're in the midst of this album run now here. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about Futures Project. Next week, we got Jack Harlow. Here's the thing. I know I said that I wasn't going to listen to it. I will listen to it because I'm biased if I don't. So I'll listen to it so that I can have an opinion on it. But I'm not saying that it's going to be a positive one. I have a feeling uh, next week, no matter how good Harlow's album is, I have a feeling next week you're just going to be trashing it. Probably. Here. But Future Album dropped a couple, well, technically two nights ago now yep. since it was yep. Thursday night. Um, pretty solid for the most part. That's all I'll say for now, because mm. we're going to talk about the whole thing here shortly. That's what today's episode is going to be focused on. So as always, let's get the other new music discussion out of the way here, starting with another single by Lil Baby, another single that you didn't clown. Because it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, it was, uh, I think it was better than, uh, what are the other two singles? I think it was better had? than Right On, but not better than In That's- A Minute. Yes. Yeah. In a minute was really good. Yeah. So I think here's the thing with this track. Uh, it leaked. I don't remember when. And he also oh, previewed yeah. it on his Instagram back in like November. He was just wearing like a bunch of like Louis V and like essentially vibe into the song. So he was definitely promoting this a while ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're in a situation now where it's like little babies dropping singles like every two, three weeks. So the album's got to be very, very soon at this point. Yeah, um, I, I originally said it wasn't going to drop till after. I think I said after May. I said like June or something. But I could see it being in May now with the speed that he's Possibly. putting out singles and seems to be ramping up for a release. And also we have uh, a tour announced with him and Chris Brown, right? Which is a little, a little weird. Why yeah, is he touring with Chris Brown? Because I don't even think they have any songs together. And even then, as besides the point, is why would you want to tour with Chris Brown? Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I could see maybe that there's going to be a single off his new project that's might be featuring Chris Brown or the other, or way, the around. other way around. Right? Yeah, or the other way around. See, what I don't get, though, is I just feel little, like Little Baby's a big enough artist at this point to be able he doesn't to, need to be touring with. Yeah, he doesn't need to be touring with someone. You know what I mean? And, and that's right. somebody who, as much as I hate to say this, still sells and still sells out arenas. And as we saw on Rolling Loud, still headlined, right? So mm. so just being completely objective here, he is still a big name. Chris Brown is still a big name oh, in the yeah, industry. Completely, completely. Right. So Lil Baby is not the main act here, unfortunately. Right. right? So it's kind of weird to me. It, it seems strange. like he's almost limiting himself. I don't yeah, yeah I don't see why he's not doing a headlining tour. Exactly. But uh, you know. That's his decision. I won't question it. Yeah, that's true. One thing I will say from these three singles we've gotten so far, obviously in a minute was like kind of groundbreaking for Lil Baby because it was kind of pushing the boundaries on what he's done before in terms of like the production. And he he kind of did a song that had of one repeated verse, but there was like no hook really. But the other two, um, they're good. But the production is a little bit bland in the sense that like, I I think one thing that... uh, was good about my turn is it's not like the beats were you know crazy in any way shape or form but there was uniqueness to all of them Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like i did see some variety in the production and so that's one thing that i'm a little concerned with with this album is i think he's definitely doing a good job with uh putting the vocals and the delivery at the forefront because that's what he said he wanted to do he wanted to actually start writing rather than just getting up there and freestyling everything which is evident so far 
because because the yeah delivery the, the pin game is good yeah pin game has been really good uh for little baby but i hope that the production doesn't take a backseat in the sense that not saying that the production is going to be banging because so far it is i'm just right. saying that it's losing that sense of differentiation between no i things. i get it yeah like definitely uh the beats have sounded like kind of generic trap beats more right. or less right, right. There, there hasn't really been anything special on that end um yeah. i mean like, go ahead sorry but but they are like singles promotional singles for the pro presumably for the project right uh -huh. so like in that case you're not expecting an artist to like you know put something out that or if they do put something out that's like completely different than their normal sound usually people are like oh what the hell is this and it doesn't make sense until the album rolls around right right, right. so I, I can completely understand if he's not doing that and putting out more like safe stuff just to get people talking you know it's, it's highly possible because i'm just trying to i'm thinking at my turn here or thinking of my turn and you know emotionally scarred this is my favorite track off the album and that had a really unique sound to it and mm -hmm. it all in was completely different than that whoa had a different beat uh some to prove had a different beat the intro get ugly had a different beat so there was a lot of variety on that album which is what i think made it good so mm -hmm. uh i i'm hoping that when we get the complete project that we can start to differentiate between the tracks a little bit more um but either way i'm excited so far everything that he's put out has been heat we have three singles now i'm expecting probably only one more i don't think it makes sense to put out five singles. yeah yeah I but maybe I don't know. It depends when the project drops. I could see five. Exactly. I I, I see one likely. more single. So I see one more single. Uh, then I see project, and then I see him doing something similar with my turn. Is like a, a short while later he drops a deluxe, but with deluxe. like several more tracks that are all really really good. Because I think mm -hmm. my turn had one of the best deluxes in recent years for a rap artist because it wasn't just a bunch of filler or throwaway that he put out. Um, there were it was there were good songs on the deluxe that ended up becoming some of the most popular on the overall album. Like All In was one of those singles. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bigger picture, obviously, we've talked about that one several times. Um, arguably the most commercially successful track yeah. on that album ended up being a deluxe track, right? So we'll continue to we'll cover yeah. everything, little baby, here in the next few weeks. Other than that, um, little TJ also dropped a single, Going Up. I think this is like his second single in the in recent mm -hmm. weeks. He had in my head a while back. He's probably gearing up for an album too at this point. If yeah. he dropped two singles, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting to see all the uh, players and drill and trap are releasing at this. The, you know, his the first half of tour, not even the first like right. not even the year, but like the first half of twenty twenty two is just completely loaded. Like everyone's releasing right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see TJ uh after baby probably though i think i don't so. think I, it, there's no way he'll release before yeah, during the summer i think is, is appropriate I, I see like june july maybe yep. after little yep. tj and his last album was very successful got a lot of streams yep. and calling my phone was like a huge hit off that album so uh you can expect that he's probably gonna do numbers. you can expect a hit yeah expect, yep. expect a solid project from little tj I, I think he's pretty consistent um this next one was a little bit of a surprise crazy crazy with K's oh, by man. nardo wick um and he basically <laughs> said who is nardo wick 2 on the way so this is exciting um he's wrapping up his tour right now i think and i was surprised to see that how crazy his tours have been getting like his crowds know all the words to all the songs are super compact and for an artist who kind of wasn't even on the map like six months ago to <laughs> have such a huge 
following. I'm not cool. surprised. I'm not surprised, but you're not going to like what I said. The reason it's so popular is because this song blew up on TikTok. Which one, though? Which one? Are you uh, Who what's it smoke? called? Yep. Who wants smoke? But here's the thing, though. The, that's not the song that I've been seeing people going crazy to at the concert. Which, which one is it? So um, there's a few. So I know Wickman has been doing really well. And then obviously me or some. Okay. Yeah, sure. sure. But I mean, guaranteed those songs are all big. They've all played on TikTok. I guarantee it. Right. Those songs are all big in their own rights too. Like, But the thing with Nardo Wick is at least for me, and maybe again, this is just a, a question of perspective. It's like, I didn't start listening to him because of TikTok. Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. I started yeah. listening to him because of the little baby feature. I'm like, Oh, little baby's featured on this Nardo Wick album. Let me check it out. And I'm like, okay, this guy Nardo Wick is pretty good. So that was my progression. Right. I but, mean, it's the same thing with Baby Keem, right? Like, I listen to Baby Keem because he's Kendrick's cousin. And so that's why I listen to Melodic Blue. Right, not but, because... But I, don't think, uh, I don't think most of his fans are from TikTok. Yeet uh, is a different mm, example. Yeet is like a pure TikTok success story. Sure, sure. I mean, I would push back a little bit, though. I definitely think a lot of Nardo Wick's popularity comes from, from TikTok. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying it. I'm just saying it's not the same level as it is for Yeet. And okay. I'm saying that I didn't start listening to Nardo Wick because of TikTok. Sure, 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 sure. I didn't so even it's not, it's actually... not ruined for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a uh, sticky situation when you're, like, you're always trashing on people like Yeet or Jack Harlow. Okay, but, 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 um, okay like, here's the like thing, Nardo though. Like, you, know, you, you don't understand, though. Like, it's, a, it's a matter of perspective. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm but trying to it's say, very you're the person different. that found Nardo It's Wick. very different for Yeet and Jack Harlow because it's a question of where the majority of his fans coming from. Is it from TikTok or is it from original? Because from Nardo Wick, I don't think that's the case. I think it is the case. I don't think it's the case. Okay, we're gonna have to like somehow verify this. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do the. I don't know if there's a proper way to analyze this, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think you also have to look at the fan base. Okay, Uh I'm telling you the Uh people who listen to Nardo Wick don't listen to Jack Harlow. Okay, I I disagree with that. What strongly disagree Uh, with that? I I don't think you know what I'm talking. Nardo Wick's a street artist, dude. You don't understand. It's very different fan base. Like people who listen to Dirk aren't going to be listening to maybe let's go back like five years. People listening to Dirk five years ago, I feel like that's the kind of people who really love Nardowick. I don't. I think Nardowick has already blown up past that point. I think he's fairly mainstream now. Missing the point though. Okay. All right. I'm not missing the point. We'll save this discussion for another time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we should revisit it. Definitely. Maybe next week. We'll save it for next week because next week's Harlow's album. So we can kind of. I think you're misled a little bit and I need to get you on the right track. I don't think I'm misled. Anyway, anyway, who is Nardowick 2 should be dropping soon and Regardless of what anyone says, he has a positioning. He got Savage feature, Dirk yeah, feature, yeah. Baby feature, Future feature. He can get a feature if he wants it, right? I'm expecting mm-hmm. most of these guys to be on Who is Nardo Wick 2. So oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fire project, and I am looking forward to it. So last one up that we had was Honest by Justin Bieber featuring Don Tolliver. This was not it, bro. I'm sorry to yeah, say. Yeah, this was bad. The, you were really excited uh, for it. You were like, oh, this is Not be... because of Bieber, though, because of Don. You thought Don was? Oh, yeah, no, that's why you're excited for it. Because Don Tolliver usually kills the features. But Don wasn't used well on it, I think. He wasn't. Like, I think he did fine he for wasn't. what he was doing, but I don't you think know, he should be doing that. He shouldn't have know, been rapping. He did, like, a rap feature. You know what else I noticed um, about this single is why was uh-huh. there not that much hype for it? 
considering it's a JB track? I I don't I don't know, man. Justin Bieber is one of those weird artists where it seems like uh, he like kind of completely fades from the spotlight for a little while. You yes. know what I mean? Precisely. And then, and then he'll come back with a huge single, that like, absolutely is, huge. Like that is exactly what I numbers. wanted to discuss for a second. And I know we're deviating a little because yeah. well, here's the thing. I think I think it's fair because Justin Bieber has wanted himself to be called more of an R&B artist lately mm-hmm. rather than pop. But here's the thing about Justin Bieber. Um, he's obviously like in top two, top three monthly listeners on Spotify. Like people listen to Justin Bieber, uh, whether right. they talk about it or not, he gets streamed, right? Now it's highly possible he might be getting streamed a lot in other countries because a lot of times that is the case with international like, yeah, pop artists like this um, or super popular artists like this. But you're 100% right in the sense that for someone so popular is it's like why why are people not excited that he's mm-hmm. dropping a single you know if other artists in this land like ed sheeran drake the weekend these type of artists are about to drop a single or even kendrick just look at what the hype right. is like for the heart right now um there's so much buzz right and, and all just for speculation whereas for bieber it's like he announces something and you you're barely hearing it talked about and i think the reason for that is i, I think with bieber is a lot of his like streams are still coming from the songs when he was like a teenager because i don't think he's nearly as popular anymore i know that might be controversial i don't think he's nearly as popular anymore as he was when he was like a teen star yeah i agree i agree like i i think that his fan base was a lot more like energized and and now it's kind of just like when he has a pop hit like peaches Peaches. is the last time i really heard yeah and then before that it was sorry right like it'll be like and every two to three years he'll release another project with one song that blows up but it feels like everything in between is just kind of exactly void which kind of tells you when you when you look at it in the long run it's like what separates like the great artists from just the good ones and like the the pop hit artists right right is the ones who are putting out cohesive albums and cohesive bodies of work that people remember and talk about for a long time whereas artists like bieber who it's like, what was his last album called? I can't even remember. The one that had peaches on it, right? (laughs) I don't know, You can't, like, off the top of your head, name songs from those projects. Right, right. right. Whereas you have less successful, lesser-known artists who, if you ask someone, they might be able to tell you a little bit more. So Yeah, that's true. I I think that's very important to consider when, when talking about, like, who is truly great in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I definitely would not make a case for Justin Bieber being uh, great, but I'm a Justin either. Bieber hater. So, but anyways, this this was not it. Like you were saying, this single was right. not it. Like to bring it back to the main point, mm-hmm. uh, I know you had hopes that this would be the single from Justin Bieber's project that did massive numbers, right? That becomes uh, the next. I, I didn't hit. say that. I said that this could be huge for Don Tall. For Don, right? Yeah. So, so that would be part of your hope, right? Is that it blows up sure. to a billion or something, and so this big for Don. But yeah, I, I don't think this is gonna be it. Yeah, I thought we were going to get something like a lemonade level and we didn't. Yeah, no. But I mean, it is what it is. So that's Dawn, all we got. I don't think that like it's just a feature, right? Yeah. So I don't think that that's like ruining Don necessarily oh, or no, anything. It doesn't hurt his career in my of eyes. Of course so. not. Of course not. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the new music. Um, no, you forgot. You forgot. Uh, Tana Leone dropped. Oh, I- I'm going to talk about that. 
I'm gonna talk right, about right. Yeah, okay, it, yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah, that was, I have that under a different thing, but it's coming up. So that's related um, to Kendrick, I guess. Marcel yeah, yeah, this. it's related yeah. to Kendrick, right? Um, Post Malone confirmed his new album is dropping oh. like June 3rd or something like that. He's got 4th. such a dumb name. What's the name? Uh, 12 Carat Toothache. Yeah, I don't like that name. That, <laughs> I don't know. That's this seems like the worst of his project names. Uh, we'll see what en- ends up being on it. I'm sure there's going to be features that'll draw me to the project. So. Never mind. Hollywood Bleeding is the worst of his project names. But anyways, uh, even then, that that one had some pretty good features as well. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like I'm sure that's try. I'm yeah. saying project names, not like track list. I'm I don't sure listen to. I don't good. listen to Post Malone like that. But he will get the features, and then I will listen for the features. Yeah, right? and he will have a big hit. Like oh. I guarantee, this is going to generate like conversation. People are going to listen to this project. Um, I'm sure. Like. Uh, yeah, I think of Post Malone is more in the pop space. He's more of a pop artist that he collaborates is. with rap artists frequently. Um, and so for that for that reason, like, yeah, I, I I'm expecting he, but he does have a consistently like good sound. Like I'll say that yeah. like he's usually pretty consistent with his music that he puts out. Um, it's usually enjoyable. Like Holly's last project, Hollywood Bleeding, not really like groundbreaking for me, but it had some okay stuff on there. So. I think I mean, he's gonna drop like a, a hit before oh, yeah. the album, right? He'll yeah. drop a single, it'll blow up, you know. Hopefully, I'm always excited when 21 Savage and Post Malone collaborate together. They have really good songs together. Oh, yeah, because so, I think Rockstar is um, like the most streamed rap song ever on Spotify. Right. Uh, but then also like all my friends off of 21's album with Post Malone, that's a good song too. Mm-hmm. Like they just always have fire when they collaborate. So I'm hoping for another yeah, that's uh, true. It's an interesting combination, but it works. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Next up here, before we talk about Kendrick for a second, um, right. Travis Scott returning to festival. Oh, so yes. Yes. First birthday today. And then he is set to be headlining several, like confirmed several festivals in South America this year. Uh, he's yet to get a major U.S. gig, though, from what I've seen. Right. But right. again, in terms of rap festivals we have coming up this year. So like half of them have been announced, but we have yet to get the Rolling Loud New York and rolling loud california and the day in vegas announcement right so it's highly possible he could end up on one uh, or more of these three especially rolling loud i was gonna say rolling loud is the one i would see to do it like i i think um the, who's the organizer for rolling loud rolling i can't remember but the thing with rolling loud is like they, they they're not a, they don't shy away from controversy right right so like um yeah. i i would be surprised to see them put them on but like i i don't expect day in vegas to have travis because they're a little safer. Golden voice. They're golden voice exactly which is like the coachella it's more of the big festivals so they're quite a bit like uh safer with their lineups i feel like that is true but at the same time uh i i think it just comes down to what the public perception of it all is right because day in vegas tried to have travis twice and he had to cancel because he got hurt in 2019 and in 2021 it was because of astroworld like they they decided to right right um but i don't see it being this year i think that's too soon for day in vegas the lineup's being announced very soon so i I still don't think it's gonna be like uh I think they're not going to be the first person to let travis back on the stage in the u.s i think it's going to be rolling loud and then maybe next year or the year after that, you might see Travis. Yeah, I mean, for Day in Vegas, we bought tickets last year on June 18th, and we're on April 30th here. Tomorrow's the first day of May, so uh, only about six weeks left, you right. would think, until Day in Vegas makes their announcement, unless they decide to do it earlier or later this year. Who knows? We'll find out. But 
yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye on that because he's slowly starting to reemerge. And obviously, right. he had that single hold that heat and um, billboards. Yep, billboards for Utopia popping up. So I think for the second half of this year, he's gearing up to kind of make his like comeback. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. But let's talk about Kendrick for a little bit. Um, unfortunately, no significant <sighs> updates because we thought the heart was gonna drop. I was eighty percent. I was eighty percent that the heart part two would drop. Yeah, and my, my after you said that, that, I was like, yeah, five, not sorry. Drop. You're too optimistic. Yeah, I was. I was. But my reasoning for that was, I think, it was pretty valid. Sad. So, uh, Tana Leone, who's one of the only other artists on PG Land, I think, is yeah. Davy Keem and Tana Leone are the only two artists signed to it right now. Mm-hmm. Dropped a project on Wednesday night, which is extremely abnormal, right? Normally, I don't remember the on... last time anyone has done that. Right. Normally, it'll be Tuesday or it'll be Thursday night, like, you know, so, um, so abnormal out of the blue. Um, it's a PG Lang artist. So, uh, my thought was like, oh, they're dropping on a Wednesday so that the calendar is clear for Kendrick to drop on on Friday right and doesn't want to like overshadow his artist on his imprint or whatever um but but that didn't happen right we just got the Tana Leone project which is pretty enjoyable it's it's a really easy listen it's like 20 something minutes um pretty concise pretty like smooth sounding so um encourage you to check that out if you're interested in PG Lang and what's going on over there uh but, but yeah, it's not the Kendrick single that I was expecting to find. So I think so. we have three more opportunities to get the heart part five now. If Tuesday. It was going to be a no. thing. I would say Tuesday, next Thursday, and um, the following Tuesday. But then if it's the fall, if, so now we're getting into the point where it's looking like there may not even be a lead single for this project, mm-hmm. right? Like the heart, the heart is never included on that. Well, the only album that's been included on, I think, is Overly Dedicated, yeah. which was a mixtape. So it's almost never on the actual album. So it's not going to be a single for the album. Um, and if it drops Friday, then the only time that Kendrick has to drop a single is Tuesday. You know, there's like a very small window there. I take that back. I feel like Kendrick's just going to drop it whenever he feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's exactly. just going to show up in the like folder. Be... Like on a, it could show up tomorrow for all we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's going to be like a normal release day for the heart. Maybe for a lead single. He might do a lead single the only i can't see him doing a single on a tuesday he's too mm-hmm. big for that i can only see it on no, a Friday, that's not true but... you, I, I think every time i hear people say this i go back to when the weekend dropped heartless on a monday night okay the lead sure. single for after hours and i also go back to when uh drake dropped i'm upset on like a monday or tuesday for okay week. yeah maybe maybe it's more of the opposite maybe can you know kendrick's so big i'm sure he could drop whenever but i just see I don't know. I, I don't see him dropping outside of the normal Tuesday or Friday thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those two days. Yeah. But, um, we'll see. Hopefully. Um, for a single, not for the heart. I could see the heart popping up whenever, just mm-hmm, to be clear. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what we got next up here. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers all the uh, all the main things that we wanted to talk about. So we can jump right into the future project now. I never liked you so here's the thing well actually let's not jump right into the project um because i do want to talk about we get some background here yeah because you're one of those bit. artists where i think it matters a lot right yeah, like here's a, a pretty yeah, yeah, yeah exactly i mean he's 38 which is surprising i mean you would think he's a lot younger considering the people he works with but uh yeah 
I mean, Futures 38, and we've said this so many times, kind of like the pioneer for this like trap genre. Yeah, and definitely. His mixtapes and obviously DS2 as well kind of opened the floodgates for all these other artists to be successful. I mean, as soon as Future blew up, it wasn't long before like Young Thug followed, the Migos followed. Migos, soon after yep. that. The SoundCloud kind of phase with 21, Uzi, um, Kodak, a lot of these other guys. And then later on, you saw like Gunna, Lil Baby start to emerge like 2017, 2018. So it was a very kind of rapid upward progression for all these guys. And I don't think any of that would have been possible without Future making it all cool, right? Yeah, definitely. Future laid the groundwork 100%. So we're not going to start all the way back, but basically I want to start off kind of with DS2 and the lead up to ah, DS2 because yes, I, yeah. I think that's really a good starting point just because yeah. before that, Future was kind of like a lesser known artist and then 2014 started his run and then 2015 kind of is where it all blew up. Right. right? I mean, yeah, he was releasing projects even like like 2012, 2014. 2012, yeah, like the it was Pluto, like, Pluto 3D projects yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was on the uh, radar for people too. I think he was he on was. the 2012 freshman list, but yeah, 2015 yeah. is where it all broke through. Right? Exactly. And he had already been working with, he had been getting some good features. Like I think him yeah. and Drake had been working together all the way back to 2013 or something like that. Um, he has a song with Lil Wayne, um, Lil Wayne and Drake uh-huh. in 2014 that he's just a feature on. He has a very short young money. Hook. Yeah. He has a very short hook, but um. Basically, the way it all started was like there's a series of mixtapes in 2014, you know, Monster, Beast Mode, 56 Nights. All of these are considered like classic future, classic trap mm-hmm, mixtapes, mm-hmm. right? Um, you talk about, you talk to any fan of future, they will say, oh yeah, these three projects are fire right here. And a lot of people who are newer to the genre don't really remember these just because right. they, they know future for his more commercial success, right? But I would say that like, I don't want to compare these mixtapes to like Uzi's three mixtapes because those were commercial like successes. Like everyone right. knew about that him. That got him on the chart. Like that got him on the freshman list for right. double XL, right? That got him huge. But for Future himself, like these three mixtapes are, are like kind of iconic because they started what would be one of the greatest runs in trap that we've ever right. seen and, not, and right. also allowed him to open the gates for everybody else. Because after these three mixtapes, we ended up getting DS2 um the reason it's called ds2 dirty sprite 2 is because dirty he already sprite. had an older project called dirty sprite that just wasn't very well known mm-hmm. and ds2 i think makes the case for best trap album of all time it, it definitely is like a classic trap album like right yeah th- there's no way around that right this is like the project that put trap on the map like yeah, yeah. and so for that reason alone i would say it's, it's definitely a classic when you say you're making the case for the best, um, I mean, it just has so many bangers on it, right? It's just like- What is your contender though, if we're not saying it's- the that's, what I was gonna, that's what I was just thinking. I was just thinking like, is there a contender? Um, I think Migos maybe could make a, like an argument for it. For culture, culture. Culture could definitely make an the argument The thing is though, it. like the Migos trap brand is very different from the future. It is, brand, it is. Right. Like uh, they're a lot, they're a lot more of the. Uh, the reason I think it's unfair to say culture is better is because without DS2, I don't think culture gets as popular as it does. Sure, sure. But I mean, like, that's just because this is like the, the uh, you know, the forebearer for like pretty much the entire trap genre. Sure. Right. So you can make that case for any trap album from anyone. 
that comes after DS2. I also right? just think, okay, there's some things about culture that are pretty clown. Like, why is DJ Khaled featured on the first sure, track? Sure. And he's just yelling that. like that. That so that's the intro you get to, to culture. Obviously, Bad and Bougie was one of the biggest songs ever. So like, right. you know, we can't yeah, deny that. Huge. But just look at the intro, and then on on DS2, you have thought it was a drought. That's considered yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, most iconic true. intros ever, and and it kind of like it made future so popular gucci and like, flip-flops yeah, gucci flip exactly known Ooh. for just saying like weird stuff yep. and it being catchy and like funny and it working right right so right. it's such an iconic way to start the album uh and then you know i served the bass with the production also this album was pretty instrumental in making metro it really movies, was. Yeah. right yeah for metro it was huge because uh everyone wanted to work with him after this right like uh and metro definitely I, I think maybe uh, Metro has the most like classic trap work under yeah, his belt. Like he does. Yeah. Like, that, so, savage, both Savage Modes. Savage Modes. This project. Yep. What a time. We'll talk about what a time to be alive. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, DS2 was just so monumental for future. Right. Right. It ended up being very successful, you know, really, really popular project that year. And basically just set him up for everything that's to come here but he didn't slow down like before he, he continued to go on this run with the mixtapes and future also popularized this idea of just making a lot of music in a very very short amount of time like right he, like he, getting in the in the studio and just yeah just pumping out music yeah he even said music. he's like addicted to the studio right yep. and now you have guys like young thug and you know other artists who kind of adopted that but mm-hmm. future doesn't really do that anymore but earlier in his career it was like he was putting out almost at a young boy level if you really think about yeah, it he really was yeah he yeah, really yeah. Was. he was just pumping out music like it's nothing because following ds2 we got what a time to be alive which was the collab project with drake they recorded this in atlanta in six days so the mm. production is pretty much exclusively metro um esco south sides and all these guys again a classic i think is yeah. it on the level of watch the throne no <laughs> but it's no, still yeah. a classic mixtape um classic collab one, album classic yeah collab, classic sure. mixtape jumpman yeah yeah Jump that man, was huge. Right? this was in the same year so that just goes to show you like what's happening for future then top of 2016 we had a mixtape called purple rain wasn't as commercially well known but uh for future fans this one's still iconic and then after that we got evil which was mm. a little bit more concise of a project compared to ds2 but i still love it i would say that this is definitely up there in my like this pre- is still one of the best works in his catalog this yeah. is definitely one of definitely. the best works in his catalog um he has a lot of iconic tracks off this one, especially Low Life with The Weeknd, mm-hmm. which was kind of uh, unexpected because like this was when The Weeknd was kind of in his semi-trap phase when he was doing like features on Rodeo, right. features on this project. He had that song called Might Not with Belly. So he he had a bit of a, a, a trap phase that he went through. And I, I think he did it really well. This is one of my favorite tracks of all time, probably. He still performs it. He performed it at Coachella mm-hmm. both weekends. The Weeknd did. Nice, nice. Anything yeah, maybe we'll get it. Uh, you know, like I said, this is definitely still like in his uh, classic sound cat, like amongst his best albums, definitely top three. Um, I think, I think so. uh, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit, at this point in time, we're still getting a bit of a, I'm not saying it's a complete evolution, right? But there's a bit of a progression. There's a bit of a change between- Yeah, because I thought that like while while DS2 was kind of a more like very high energy in your face album, this album kind of took a little little bit of a step back on the energy, but it was a lot darker. Yeah. It it sounded a lot darker. 
so for that reason, like I think one of the biggest criticisms Future gets is that he does not change as an artist. Like Future is just Future, and well, that's now the same thing. That's now. That's what I want to say. Like, definitely, when you're looking at this 2015 to like 2017 time span, yes. I think that, 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 that like, was his it's very clear evolution and change from artist to art, like album to album, right? I agree. I agree. And that's what, that's what, but what, that's what made the run so successful yeah, yeah, yeah. is when he stopped doing that is when we had problems. Right. Right. So, so speaking of, you know, next coming up in, in 2017, right. Um, we had, what, did we have any mixtapes in between or was it? Just no. Straight so to uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much yeah. just went straight to the music. So obviously the self-titled album future, and then uh-huh. a week later, we got Hendrix, which was the like the follow up R and B like attempt by Future. Um, the self titled one again, banger project, and you can argue might have been his most commercially successful because that's where we got Mask Off. Right, right, which is just absolute phenomenal track. Right, right? Like, one of like the tracks of the year, twenty seventeen. Kendrick yeah, hopped yeah. on the remix that summer. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a such a great song. Um, yeah, I have a funny story about that, actually. So when I got my wisdom teeth out, I got like Percocet prescribed and I was in the car and I was all did loopy you and I was just like, I did, I did, I didn't, I didn't feel it, but I got it prescribed. So I was just in the car. I was like, Percocet, Molly Percocet. My mom was like, what? <laughs> like my, my good Christian mother was like, what are you saying? Like you're gooning. Yeah, I was gooning, but that's the thing, you know, that's what future could make me do that. So Yeah. Yeah, that, so there was that project. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was that project, and then Hendrix yeah. was the follow-up. Um, and this was more of like uh it was supposed to be a more chill. This was like the first like uh in his feels future that we got. Right, right. So and so for that reason, it was a big, I think a big change from his previous works. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people liked it. I, I didn't like it as much as I liked uh future, future? The self-titled one personally, because I was more of a fan of his aggressive trap sound at this point but um there were a lot of great tracks off this one because it was more r&b focused he had uh-huh. multiple r&b features um he had rihanna on here as well as the weekend again and it was a different sounding track than low life because right. Low life was more of a trap song this was kind of it was very laid back um, right so so i actually think that i prefer hendrix just really? for like the dynamic shift right it's just such so, a shift from from his previous work that I I really enjoy that. So I enjoyed that when he, he took the risk and I think it paid off. It was like, it was an enjoyable project through and through. So, right. yeah. So from here, Future did have, continue a bit of a good yeah. run here. Um, obviously he had Super Slimy with Young Thug that also I really, really enjoyed. I thought it was a really fun project. That was later in 2017. And then uh, like beginning or summer 2018, around that time he dropped Beast Mode 2 like kind of mm. out of nowhere. This was a follow-up to his iconic beast mode from 2014. Um, not a, wasn't a huge fan of it. There were some good tracks on here, like Wi-Fi Lit was one that I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was kind of the beginning of the fall the down right, yeah, yeah. for future because the follow-up to this project was World on Drugs, and I, I which was with Juice World actually. Right. I was not impressed by this project. Yeah, I think this this kind of definitely was like a um shift in like okay future kind of seemed to stop like innovating his sound at this point mm-hmm. right it kind of seemed to be like um uh yeah okay that's another thing i want to talk about so future has so many collab albums right not like just like collaborating with other artists on a single but he's got like uh you know what a time to be alive world on right. drugs pluto x baby pluto he's worked uh, with like everybody the slimy, like, yeah, every yeah. two years he drops something with somebody 
Right. And, and so like um, at a certain point, it kind of feels like even the collab albums are derivative of previous collab albums. And I think this was the first one that kind of did that for me. Right. Like I for how many songs are on World on Drugs? I like there's a lot. Right. There are a ton. So it's just kind of whereas super slimy and what a time are both very concise. They're more concise, right? So I think that might be something that like contributes here to to this project feeling a little um like a slog to get through, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This one was followed that up then in just a few months by uh the wizard. Um which again for the most part there were only a few songs on here i really liked it it's pretty forgettable if you think yeah. about it very forgettable project from future it is a little, a little disappointing that uh it wasn't that good um there were good songs that i liked though like fnn was a good track first mm-hmm. off with travis um crushed up jumping on a jet so there were like four or five ones that uh, really worked for me but uh right it it, it seemed kind of this is where it started feeling stale. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's not really that change and that shift in sound. It seems like mm-hmm. he's done this before. Like, yeah, I, I get that. Right. Um, so, high off life. Again. Uh, you for, he actually yeah. dropped an EP as well in 2019 oh, called Save, Save Me. Me. Yeah. yeah. So Save Me was a little seven track EP that he dropped. And then High Off Life was uh, the, the follow up to that. It was so bloated. Right. Yeah. So th- and that's like definitely around like we hit like uh, i think world on drugs was the changing point where it felt like the projects just became more bloat than like good like music right. that i wanted to save right right and, i mean i so mean high off, no life, high off life has 21 tracks total uh granted there are a lot of songs on here that again i still like i thought trapped in the sun high tech tech touch the sky solitaires with travis was one of right. my favorites i was listening to that all summer um trillionaire with uh young boy was one yep, that was really yep. popular i thought was pretty good and obviously life is good which was a single that kind of ironically dropped right before the pandemic right <laughs> uh, that has almost a billion streams. Oh, obviously that one has drake on it he got little dirk on this project and then he did a life is good remix with the baby, baby yeah um yeah just there's too many tracks man that, that's the problem with this album Right. But like um, the thing about it, though, is like Future always is managing to snag these high profile features. Right. I think that's just because his position as someone who's like made classics in the trap genre. Um, And I also listen to these projects like, you know, when he drops a new project like the one we just got, like the features are enough to grab your attention. Right. So like even if the project's bloated, there's still like reason to listen, I think. Right. So I think High Off Life was slightly better than the wizard but not by much not by much yeah it is yeah right um which leads us now into pluto oh my god talk about this is like what 30 not only did they first drop a 16 song collab album but then they dropped a deluxe and they added eight more oh yes this is 20 20 something tracks yeah like okay and some of these songs make no sense she never been to pluto like bro you haven't either like, why is that the name? who has <laughs> elon musk that's it no i'm kidding like yeah dude this just felt like um i forgot why we got a oh, future was on a song off of uh what's it called um Uzi's project right is that why we got this collab i i don't know why we got this collab i guess i don't know story. either like it I, it was it never like 
didn't seem like the fans really were like asking for it and then exactly. when it dropped people were just kind of like oh it just showed up out of nowhere <laughs> okay yeah and people were just like okay it was like, kind of the same thing with the juice world project a little bit yeah the juice world was like very similar or um but so, i think even the juice world one made more sense because juice world and future are both known to just like kind of go in the studio mm-hmm. and, and do it right like yeah. they're both like Pause. output machines bro okay okay they're just output machines though right like they're they're in the studio they're like look at juice world's back catalog it's enough stuff to make three like uh whether you say like they're good or not but, like three full projects after his death right and there's still yeah. more so like yeah yeah i, I kind of get that but like the little uzi thing is it just because of the nicknames is it just because uh, like I, I really think so? I think I feel like they just wanted to drop a plot project that played on the Pluto monitor. The Pluto thing, like oh, oh man, like. But no. I will say though, uh, drinking and smoking got a lot of streams. It hit almost two hundred million. But I think social media helped with that. Yeah, I I don't think that this project on its own yeah, can really stand. It. Yeah, this was not it. it. But that so, leads us to I never liked you. So, yeah, yeah. As I say, that was in twenty twenty, right? Or was yeah. that? 20- one. that was 2020 so future so then we got really a little break any, yeah, yeah future didn't drop anything in 21 i think that was good i think we needed a break yep. from yep. his sound a little bit but he did kind of um end 2021 and also go into the beginning of 22 with a lot of really good features in my opinion mm, yeah um because yeah. at the end of 21 he had this feature on me or some for for Nardowick that i right. thought was pretty good and then top of 22 he had petty two on the dirt project where i thought he delivered a really good feature and some of his lyrics were getting like quoted and it was iconic. So he was getting recognized. Bro, how can you forget? Uh, what was it? Ma- oh, no. What was he on? He was on the. No, he wasn't on the. He was on Push and P. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah. yeah push and, and P. Push and P, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, I was like, how could you forget Push and P? I was yeah. like, he was on the Gunner Project, man. That's yeah. right. He had good features. Like, definitely definitely so i i think his features were pretty fresh so i think this got people excited to hear new Mm. future and then we got this announcement here for i never liked you uh for the first time in a while okay 16 tracks but it's only 48 minutes so future dropped kind of like the perfect length for an album and was this album like his best work like ever no No. like (laughs) yeah phenomenal i don't think it's phenomenal but i think it's the best project he's dropped in like five years yeah, I, I agree. Since since uh, Hendrix and Future, since 2017, yeah. that's five years. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I, because like, I, I ended up adding a lot of tracks off this album, and the, the feature profiles, the profile level of the features are good. Um, right. There is so, there is still some some clown behavior on this album, yeah. but not too much of it. <laughs> like uh, yeah, just to give my high level thoughts on this, I think that I think a lot of people will criticize this project because it's not DS2 evil level. Future is always going to get that criticism. Yeah, exactly. As I, said, I don't think that's fair. Like that that stuff was definitely like to me. It seems very lightningy in the bottle. Like that 2015 right. to 2017 run was very much lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And like I don't think it's fair to say like this project's not at that level. So therefore, it is bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, sure, you could say this isn't Future's best work. It's not phenomenal, like you were saying. But I still think there's a lot of good qualities on this project that people are going to overlook because it's not ds2 or, or ds3 i guess right because it's DS3. not like a, a direct yeah exactly like it's, it's yeah i don't i don't think that that's reason for people to Ooh, dislike that, that's, a, that's a good point do you think that future will ever do a ds3 i feel like he might he might he definitely could but right? I, I feel like there's a reason he hasn't and i think he understands like what that album means to people and i feel yeah. like if he put out a ds3 people would just 
it, it, it might like uh, stain the legacy of the yeah it, it would have to be right. exceptional otherwise it would be yeah it would be very bad for his like uh, legacy I, I think that's like. why a lot of artists refrain from dropping sequels these days yeah which I think is good like I, I don't like I think that social media like has that. just made it to where like it's impossible to live up to previous expectations and to be honest, like, I think, look at Migos. I think Culture 2 and Culture 3 have definitely hurt the legacy of culture. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we, saw, we saw, like, uh, what that does, essentially. Right. And like, I mean, we look at, everyone wants Drake to drop Take Care 2. He's not going to do it. No, yeah. No. <laughs> He's not going to do yeah, it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. Now, what a time to be alive, too. That's different, because that's Drake and Future linking up again. Right, 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 right. I don't think you can go wrong with that uh well i mean we could get into this project and talk about it because we had okay, some great sure, sure, sure. on this yeah, project let's, right let's start so talking let's, about let's, some let's of the, the project so i thought the intro was really good um, intro was good yeah intro was good really great way to kick off the album and then the second track i'm that um yeah, <laughs> I'm so, so so uh yeah people know what i'm talking about but um yeah I, this was actually this was this was one of my uh this i think this might have been my favorite track on the album really despite the questionable lyric that that surprises me um it okay, has really the, good energy that's why yeah, yeah okay it has good energy but i felt like this like that track dragged on too long like i thought the intro was really good punchy um and you know future's always been pretty good with his intros right mm. um so so that's fine but then like we hit the second track and it just feels like for me there were kind of too many verses on this track. I think it could have I been a little so shorter. I think they cut, um, cut out the last word with that questionable, or verse with the questionable lyric. But people are going to talk about that. Oh, like, they are. It's already blown that's, up on this That's side. good. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm not faulting them for keeping that in. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the energy, I guess, is what you can say is good about this track. But it, for me, it definitely wasn't in my top few tracks on this project. But mm, um, it fair. wasn't a bad track, right? I listened to this track and I didn't go like, oh man this is bad like clown project like i listened to it and i was just like it was a little long but yeah. other than that yeah like like good so and far the production yeah was, was really like good for me atl too. jacob pretty much exclusively did the production not not exclusively but it, he clearly executive produced it because he's on right. like every track right, right. Um, um i'm surprised i don't think there was any metro production on here right which is something that like a lot of people really wanted to see metro and future linking up again because yeah. you know they have such iconic songs that they've made together um so i think that was maybe just a little disappointing but it's true um other songs here keep it burning i thought was pretty good but i don't know so we heard this from the donda 2 party i don't we? remember we might have i thought we heard part like it was very unfinished at the I, time i think though, so I they, probably, they definitely wrapped it up but uh, I, I didn't like kanye on this track too so, much i thought the, I city on, the city on fire thing was pretty catchy but i didn't that part i'd say i like kanye on the verses i did okay. not like kanye on the hook but that was that was just me um but yeah i was surprised that we actually got finished kanye verses yeah, like this is from donda too and this is a finished song yeah but like, i think atl jacob finished it maybe not kanye because sure, kanye is not sure. on production on this right but still you know we got more kanye but honestly the thing i'll say about this song is like i liked kanye on the verses but also, I wish he would rap about something else. That's Ever true. since Kim has left him for Pete, like the only All thing he raps, he raps about, about is, is Kim and Pete, it's right? Like, yeah. Anyway. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to transition past that. But um, yeah, not, not a bad track, but also like for a Kanye feature, it did not deliver like the 
um, the level of kind of excellence I expected. Like last week on Push's project, I thought both of the Kanye feature songs were very, right, like pretty good. So especially yeah. the Kanye Cuddy song. Um, I, I next track I did not like for a next track. I, had I thought I was gonna potential. Yeah, you oh, were like, this man. is mop. You're like, this is this mop was a, this two. was the three headed snake future. Yeah, you got <laughs> the three headed snake, right? Uh. Push and pee, mop, like, dude, these guys got, they have the energy usually when they're on a track like this. Yeah. But I what just, happened? I don't know, bro. Uh, this was definitely song, like a goofy track. It, it was not depraved, right? It was not like, I expected For a Nut to be like squirrely, right? Like, you guys like mm-hmm. squirrely image. Like, I'm expecting them to say some really wild shit, but they were just kind of like, ah. Uh, that's it, bro. It was nothing. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I think wait, was it Young Thug? Young Thug had like one like line that was kind of yeah. out there, right? It's yeah. about the diamonds. Yeah. But uh, other than that, this this track was actually like fairly tame and just like gooning, right? They were like, just clowning around, bro. That's so, why I didn't like it. It, it. it didn't bring much to the table. It didn't for deliver me. my yeah. Did not meet my expectations for this track. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I won't say it's a bad track. But this was, it was kind of like a forgettable track, right? It's a track where I could like, I take so. it or leave it. Like, I didn't yeah. really take anything out of that. Um, but we get into the next few tracks here. And I thought the next three were actually fairly good. Uh, yeah, I thought the next like, four were all good. Uh, Puffin on right? Zooties, Gold Star. Puffin on Zooties was my you. favorite track. I loved Puffin on oh, It's good. It's good. It's, it's very, like, dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chill vibe, like, kind of evil uh, feelings there. So, like, yeah. I really like Puffin on Zooties quite a bit. But then Gold Stacks was another more classic in your face future, right? Mm-hmm. He's like um, bringing that energy. So, and the production on both of those tracks I thought was also really good, right? Yeah. Like, definitely catchy, has some nice notes in the background. Not mm-hmm. groundbreaking, but very solid. Right. Um, the Wait for You, Thames was kind of used sort of like a sample on here. And for yeah, people who don't remember Thames, she was on CLB. Um, featured on uncertified lover boy so this was probably a drake and thames track that future hopped on here um so i th- I, I thought this track was weird I, it's I not weird it was great what was weird then, about it so one was how they used tim's kind of more for like a vocal yeah, sample than vocal like background. a hook which i thought that was going to be more of a hook right but um you know so the second thing was the like the mix just felt off i remember Drake's even when drake started yeah. we were like this I feels agree. This feels wrong. So like, and not future. I think future was fine. I think Drake's yeah, vocals fine. are kind of like filtered weird. Right. So that that's like, I don't think the song is bad, but I think that there's some technical something here that's just not exactly they right. Can fix it these days. They can go back. Sure, and fix sure. It which they, which they remember, should. Remember what they happened should. to Yosemite with, Kanye. with Nav's verse? Oh, oh no, I was, was talking like about mute. Kanye and remastering. But yeah, yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was talking about Life of Pablo, right? Where Kanye oh, yeah. reworked the album like four yeah, times. Fair. Yeah, so they can do that. Right. I hope they do do that because right. I think this track just needs a little more like it needs to be fixed to raise my enjoyability of it. But I don't think there's anything wrong. Oh, but Drake's verse was fire it. on this track and the last the other one he was on. I know you're going to say whatever you want to say. Just just it's, go it's like fine. go on the internet and you'll see what I mean. Everyone's It was a fine verse. It was a fine verse. I don't think it was the best Drake feature by That's a long shot. I'm saying, I'm just saying he delivered a good verse. Okay, man. Okay. All right. Then we, um, I mean, we don't have to talk about every track here. We can just like point out. Well, some of the we can skip the next. So wait, you said you liked "Love You Better." I thought it was all right. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, okay. Would I did not like, like massaging me or chickens. I did not like massaging me or chickens, yeah. And, Some people and, really like chickens, though. So, SG, like, uh, you know, he's had a little bit of a moment in the spotlight. He's been on the yeah. come up recently. So, I was expecting really big things off this track. He just had that mixtape with 42 Doug. Right, right. Was this the track? There was one track when we were, so we were listening to this together on, on Thursday night. And I was, it was like this high pitch, like whistling, this really weird high pitch frequency on the track. It was just really mm. bad. And I, I, just, I think it was, no I don't remember experience. which one it was. It, it, was, it, might, have wanted, it might have been chickens or we just want to get high. One of the but, two, yeah. But yeah, so that's just like to kind of bring it back to like the issue of the weight for you. Like there are a few like really weird production, not production, mixing choices on here. Like there's a few sounds that are standing out way too loud that shouldn't be. I think the production's fine, yeah. but the mixing is not where it should be. Not vocal mixing, but like the track mixing. That's fair. But still, so, Chase was was fine. Like I did not like Future's part at all. Yeah, I mean, SG was fine. There's people that are saying like, oh, you know, Future of the Year is the best version. I'm not, I didn't get I that from this. That. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that from this. I agree. I didn't really like Voodoo either because oh. a lot of some people did. I, I thought Kodak no, who, no, who, no, 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 no. who liked this reviewers. Who, which bro? Tell me which reviewer. I don't I need remember. To to exactly. I need to go to their house and talk to them. I need to have a heart to heart. Come Kodak, to Jesus talk. This I don't know is why bad. Kodak was on. He could have used an R and B feature on this instead. Yeah. I don't know why Kodak, he had to use Kodak. Kodak was not good on this track. Like, future was was again. Future was fine. Future but was when good. Kodak came on to this track, I, like my enjoyment actively sunk to zero. And, and then the outro, he just keeps going on. I think he's, yeah. he's like, oh yeah 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 no he kept going without the a beat right right I, I, I made like, a joke why? I'm like bro did they put the stem player on this like what is <laughs> happening right it just it's so weird like yeah, I don't dude it, this yeah I don't know that did not need to happen voodoo was, was not it, it. yeah but, holy, but ghost holy ghost redeemed it yes dude the the actual like the beat for holy ghost is like a very like um uh, it's something that you like don't get a lot anymore yeah. in, in trap i think right like there's a the, lot of switches there's a lot of switches but also there's a lot of like emphasis on the i, I guess dramatic is the word i want to use it's very right. dramatic yeah, 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 yeah it's got this like very heavy vocal choir it's got uh -huh. these very heavy strings uh -huh. and both of those are like projected very loudly Right. So it, it almost seems like it's like um, something you would expect a very amateurish like beat producer to make for like uh -huh. a dramatic effect, but it works so well here and it's done. It's executed really well that it actually it ends up being one of the best tracks on the album. I think. Yeah, I think the so future definitely goes off. Like, he goes hard on this track. Yeah, right. Like, he, he goes in for it. The way things going, kind of same similar energy on that one, and then I'm on one again. Fire Drake verse. I I thought. I thought uh, he has such a catchy verse, bro. The song is gonna blow up. It's better than "Wait for You." Sure, the verse was so catchy. Like we haven't gotten a verse like like that from Drake in such a long time. It, it was a lot more. It was it reminded me of kind of 2015 era Drake, to be honest. Good, yeah, like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded it me of more thing. like the aggressiveness that yeah back then and his uh oh what was the mixtape 2015 mixtape called? Help me out. I'm this is so reading. Yeah, it, it reminded me of those kind of that energy right so i wouldn't say um, so from a lyrical standpoint but i, I kind of get what you're saying i think no, like kind of the delivery but this was more 2016 i feel oh views more Not views. views just like the type of features he was doing around oh, that okay, time. Okay, okay. yeah that makes sense and then back to the basics i thought was a great way to close out the audio yeah i think that's a good close and also the name for that as like a closing track 
Yeah. That's a strong, that's a strong name for the closing track. Yeah. yeah, this is a good way to close it out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that the album kind of had good stuff like in all parts of it. Like it wasn't like, oh, everything at the beginning is good, and then it just falls off. Like the, the last like three out of four tracks at the end, you know, solid, right? Yeah, the middle, there's three in the middle that were kind of good, and then yeah. the two or three at the beginning, beginning that like, were good. Yeah, so so it, it kept you engaged, I think, for the whole listen. But okay, so let's talk about this. When I was like seeing the marketing and the rollout for this project, we were getting like the message that this is future, like in his field, toxic future, like you I know, mean, it still like, is though with some of the lyrics, some of it, but I it, that's not like a consistent sound or like theme throughout the album. So I but I think we kind of got some false marketing. But I don't know here. if that really matters. I think it, I think the way that they were marketing it, it was. And look at the single that came out before. But this, it worked Valentine's though, didn't it? Because it got people excited. It got people excited, yes. But I think it was false advertising, is what I'm it, trying it, to okay. say. Okay, yeah, sure. But in yeah. music, that's not really a problem. No, yeah, no one's gonna sue him. I'm not saying exactly. he should be sued or something. Yeah. But I'm just saying that. But my expectations were misaligned with what we got because of that's that. That's fair. That's fair. And not my expectations about the music itself. The expectations about like the subject matter and stuff. I think so, I still think I'd give this album a seven out of ten. I'm leaning more towards like a, a six and a half. And so let me let me the reason I, I can't do that is because I think like high off life is like a six and a half for me. Oh, the wizard yeah, is a six. It's higher so I have that. to put it at a seven if it's yeah, it's higher than those tracks. Yeah. So I okay. think this lands solidly in the middle of his discography. I think it's better than a lot of stuff he's put out in the past five years. It, obviously it's not at the level of ds2 or evil evil uh, yeah. yeah yeah so like um it kind of sits in the in the middle there there's a lot of good songs on here there really are right yeah. like 712 puffing on zoogies gold stacks holy go you know and some of the features are good but like i'll be honest the features for one the features kind of underwhelmed me mm-hmm. right kanye west gonna young thug I don't think those features were at the, were at the level they should have been. Kodak Black, that was, that feature was not at the level it should have been, mm-hmm. right? Like when you have a Kodak feature, when you have Gunna and Young Thug and Future on a song, you're expecting a different kind of, you're expecting something different, you know? Right. And so I don't think that those lived up to their potential. Like I said earlier, I think the mixing was a little off on a few parts. Sometimes, yeah. Um, and then like also I think that, Future himself was offbeat a few times. He started the track offbeat. There was one track where he was very offbeat. We were like, bro, why does he sound like Blueface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if that was like Love You Better, Massaging Me, maybe. I don't don't remember. But still, like, I I can't say it was intentional because he started the track offbeat or he was offbeat until the hook when he was on beat. And then, like, the second verse was kind of more on beat. So I don't know. Like, I I don't know exactly what it was, but. so there's like quite a few elements I can nitpick about this project that it's not like perfect. Right. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of really enjoyable tracks. Um, it's what I expected sonically from a future project, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't like completely change his sound, but he delivered a lot of like his classic sounds. He had more in his field songs. He had more aggressive delivery songs. He had a good mix of all those things on this project. So for me, I think it was a good project. Yeah, I think it was an enjoyable project overall. Yeah, I think so too. So it's not nice to get something from Future that we weren't like mildly disappointed by. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because right? I think that was the case with the past two albums. I think I think this this project like very solidly met my expectations, if mm-hmm. I can put it that way. Right. Sure. I think that's a fair way to put it. 
All right, well, that concludes everything we've got for today. Obviously, we're still only in the middle of this like crazy run of music that we're getting. Um, I'm hoping that we get something from Kendrick by next week so that Jack Harlow yeah. is not the only relevant thing that drops. Um, and then the week after that, obviously, we'll it's have Kendrick, Kendrick. Yeah, talk that's all cool. about that. Super exciting. With that being said, as always, thanks to everyone who got this far, and we will be back soon.